A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Today we've got a story of a malicious compliance while being robbed. But first, my cousin thought she was being so clever, it did not work out for her. So, here's a malicious compliance story that made my family laugh for years, and still does. A good few years back, I was about 24 or 25 years old. I went to Cyprus with my grandparents to visit relatives. My grandparents originally came from there and moved to the UK when they were like 16. My cousin, 14-year-old female, also came along. Now, it's important to mention that we're Greek Cypriots. Certain things are expected when we visit relatives, such as helping out with things if we can, and offering our help for whatever our host might be doing. It's also worth mentioning that I have a sight problem, but I'm extremely independent in spite of it. So we were visiting relatives, and every time I offer to help out, either taking dishes into the kitchen, bringing them out of the kitchen, washing up, even getting a glass of water, I kept being told to sit down, they could handle it. I didn't understand why, as I'm perfectly capable, I thought it might be to do with my eyes. One day we were visiting a great auntie of ours, who owns a little summer home by the sea, not too far from where we were staying. Now when we visit this auntie, I always go swimming. She's literally not even a couple of minutes away from the sea. Now as I went to offer my help to my great aunt, I hear my 14 year old cousin talking to her in Greek. Another important note. I can't string a sentence together in Greek. My father's English and had something against us speaking Greek. But although I'm not a fluent speaker, I can read, write, and understand Greek. My family doesn't know this. They assume that because I'm not a fluent speaker, that they can basically hide their conversations between other people. My cousin was telling my aunt about how clumsy I am, how stupid I am, how I'm a little soft in the head. She was saying it in Greek. She thought I couldn't understand her, but I knew exactly what she was saying. Even if I couldn't string sentences together myself, I knew what she was saying about me. I added two and two together and realized my cousin was very obviously telling all of my relatives this. She did it because she thought she would get praised if she helped bring out the food without me. I was angry, but I knew the perfect revenge. We ate lunch. And after we were finished eating, my great aunt asked my cousin for her to help take the dishes in and do the washing up as she had been on her feet most of the morning preparing the food. My cousin looked at me, knowing my great aunt couldn't speak English and said, Hey OP, auntie needs help taking the plates in and doing the washing up. Because now she was bored and expected to run off to the beach and leave me doing the hard work of cleaning up after. So I looked at her and said, but I'm too stupid and clumsy and soft in the head to help Auntie out. Besides, she asked for your help, not mine. She went pale, realizing I knew what she had said. But she doubled down. I helped bring everything out. You could help take it all in. I laughed at her, picked up the book I'd brought with me, and got up from the table. I grabbed the towel I'd brought with me and went off to walk off. My cousin started whining to my grandparents that I wasn't helping her. My grandmother looked at her and said, You made your bed, now you lie in it. Your cousin caught you lying about her, and now she can go to the beach while you help your aunt. My cousin went completely white then. 
So I went to the beach, swam for 30 minutes, then chilled out on a deck chair, reading my book under the shade of a nice umbrella. By the time my grandparents called to me that they were heading home, my cousin had spent all of it helping to wash up and dry things and put them away. She hadn't gotten to be lazy and go to the beach to enjoy the sea. I could have helped her. I simply decided that I wouldn't, as she never earned my help. Since then, every time we went to a relative's home and she was asked to help, I watched with a smirk on my face. To this day, I'm 37 this year, I still won't help her. She made out that I was incapable to people, so now she suffers the consequences. It's the malicious compliance that keeps on giving to me. Isn't it so disappointing that somebody, your own family, would be willing to lie just to try to get one up on you in favor of people? Not even like a financial gain. You're not going to get gifts. You just seem mildly better in somebody's eyes. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of compliance, why not hit that subscribe button down below? That said, our next story is, they must be my leaves on my curb? As you wish. The leaf collection company from my neighborhood has absurdly strict rules about where leaves must be for pickup. I live at the end of a cul-de-sac, so my curb is curved and pretty short, about 30 feet or 9 meters long. My property is a wedge-shaped, so my backyard's quite long and has 40 to 50 oak trees. I also have two sugar maples in my front yard, so leaves. Lots of leaves. Pickup rules state that leaves must be within 5 feet of the curb, but on the road. They must also be at least 15 feet from a mailbox, because subscriptions for leaf pickup are by the individual homeowner. Neighbors aren't allowed to combine leaves and can't buy a group subscription. Subscribers must only put their leaves from the current year out for pickup. Pickup trucks use GPS to identify homes who have signed up and ignore leaves in front of homes that didn't sign up. Because I have so many leaves and so little curb, only 15 feet of available curb due to the required distance from a mailbox, I called the leaf collection company and asked to put the leaves along a longer curb that I share with my neighbor. No problem, they said. Great. The truck came through and picked up a fraction of the pile and left the rest of the pile the driver decided was in front of my neighbor's property. I called the company back and a different person said those are the rules. I'll just have to figure it out. Fine. Now it's on. I have 15 feet of width and 5 feet of depth. There is, however, no limit on height. I moved the remaining leaves to my available curb space. I collected the rest of my leaves and added them to the pile. I spoke with my neighbors and acquired the rights to their leaves by paying them $1 each. Now they're all my leaves. I shoveled and swept the leaves off the streets. They went on the pile. I collected the newly purchased leaves from the neighbors. They went on the pile. Leaves continued to fall, so I kept adding them. It was a lot of work, but that pile was over 12 feet tall. I spent a ton of time using a snow shovel to fling the leaves to the top of the pile that was more than 5 feet above my head. Neighborhood residents stopped to gape at the epic leaf mound. I'm happy to battle willful ignorance with my malicious compliance. I reminded myself of this every time I spent another hour tending to the obscenity on my curb. The truck came today. The pile dwarfed the truck. They had to drive away and dump leaves and then come back and reload twice. In my days, I've had some run-ins with services kind of similar to this, 
and they love to do the bare minimum, interpret what is or isn't qualifying for them to pick up. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Sometimes just don't show up or show up way later than ever expected, I've had services like this routinely fail me. Our next story is free pumpkin pies for everyone. This is a story from many years ago when grocery stores were closed on Christmas and Thanksgiving. I worked for a small chain of grocery stores in the mid-Atlantic in the deli. Santoni shout out, a day before Thanksgiving, the bakery manager asked if anybody from our department would be willing to stay and work all night just baking pumpkin pies for orders. We were open the day before Thanksgiving till 4 and then closed Thanksgiving. I volunteered as I was a college student on Thanksgiving break. I came to work that night and was left a note about temps, timing, and packaging, but no numbers or quantities. This made me nervous, so I called the manager at home and said, how many pies do you want me to bake? She told me to keep baking until she came in, and I questioned that, asking how many pies exactly do you want me to make? She, obviously irritated, told me that I didn't need to worry about how many, just keep cooking until she came in at 5. Okay, cue malicious compliance. I loaded a six-wheeler cart with frozen pies, put them on trays and started baking. As the pies were baking, I prepped racks ahead of time and folded boxes while pies cooled. I was a logistical savant. Everything went perfectly and I was a machine operating at optimal efficiency. By the time she came in at 5, I had cooked every pumpkin pie in her freezer. She lost her crap. What the heck is going on? What am I supposed to do with all these pies? You cooked over 400 pies and I only have orders for 100. The store manager, hearing the commotion, came over and asked what was going on. She said, she cooked every pie we have in the store, even the Christmas ones. What am I supposed to do with all these pies? He asked, why did you cook all the pies? And I told him, she told me to. He asked her if that was true, and she said, no, well, I told her to keep cooking till I got here, but nobody's ever cooked that many before. I didn't even think it would be close. Then this is on you, he replied and walked away. The best part was that since we were closed the next day, the employees were allowed to take all the leftover bakery items home with them. I took home 10 pumpkin pies and multiple bags of bread and rolls. Every other employee in the store was very, very grateful. Honestly, this is such a fun story because when they're saying, just keep on going till I get there, that's one of those moments where you do the fake imaginary gun holsters and you go, alright, game on, let's see how many I can crack out. Our next story is, I don't know why you asked. 20 plus years ago, I was working as a radiographer, x-ray tech, in rural Australia. 
The radiology department was frantically busy. We worked shifts between 8am to 9pm, 7 days a week. On weekends we had only two radiographers, one who worked 8 to 4 and another working 1 to 9pm. After that there was on call. We also had a nurse working from 9 to 5. It should be noted that there was also a radiographer shortage at the time. It was run by two in-charge radiographers who honestly I believed they thought people were robots who shouldn't be paid. One Sunday morning I attended work and it was the busiest it had ever been. About 11 o'clock I got a call from the boss saying that the other radiographer was sick and there was no one else available. Could I stay back to 9pm and do the call afterwards? I agreed as patients would suffer etc. Come 5 o'clock I had set a record for most exams done by a radiographer in a day at this work site. I also hadn't had a lunch break. At 8.55pm, it was the busiest weekday on record, and I was about to leave when I got a trauma call for multiple car accidents. I was overwhelmed and exhausted and rang the boss and second in charge, asking for help, and was refused with both, telling me I had to cope. Come midnight, one of the trauma victims needs to go to theater for urgent orthopedic surgery, and an x-ray is required. It's a mammoth task that's still going at 8am. I've been at work now 24 hours. I ring downstairs and speak to the second in charge. The second in charge berates me for asking for help. I arrive finally back in the department at 8.30, where the in charge and second in charge await me. There was no thanks for the hard work, but was met with anger. They were both upset how I asked for help the night before, and I was told to be back at work at 9am to start work for the day. I refuse, they blow up. When this is happening, guess who's standing at the door watching all of this? Our union organizer on his monthly visit. He interrupts, explains what they're asking is illegal and what I've done was illegal, and falls to in-charge staff to prevent this from happening. He explains that they'll have to pay me overtime at double time, it was Sunday, from 4pm to now, plus overtime for missed lunch plus meal break allowance from 4pm every 2 hours. I also must have 8 hours break between shifts. It's now 8.45am and I say well, since I need an 8 hour break, I won't be here since my shift is 9 to 5 today. The two bosses say no, we'll see you at 4.45 for 15 minutes, as that's 8 hours. I leave and head straight to bed. Apparently while I slept, the union organizer blew up with claims of bullying and harassment, unsafe working conditions, they lodged formal complaints to senior management, etc. I heard later that the in-charge and second-in-charge got roasted over it. Within a year, neither are in the roles. I worked in the UK where there were much more stringent safe work hour rules than this. My alarm wakes me up and I arrive promptly at work at exactly 4.45. The two in charge are waiting for me and one says, go get some work done. I reply, actually, you need to give me a clinical handover as per policy. This takes 5 minutes, at which point I turn away from the work area and head to the toilet. They yell after me, where are you going? I say, the toilet. I come back out of the toilet at 4.56pm and they're waiting for me and start yelling. Another complaint lodged. Everyone in the workplace stops and is watching, including the radiologist who is director of radiology. And the in-charge radiographer asks, why did you come at all today? And I replied simply, why would anyone in their right mind ask? 
After that, the director ordered the two in charge radiographers to work to rule and they had to cover all unexpected leave. Within a year, there were new bosses and double the staff. I mean, not only were the way these guys running things going to surely lead to some kind of burnout for staff, they were operating this thing so recklessly that it was going to make both the patients suffer and the entire practice as a whole once they have to pay out the butt for this overtime that's amassing. That said, our final story of the day is all of the money. Several years ago, I was working retail and we were robbed. The robber thrust a plastic grocery store bag at me and told me to empty the safe into it. I put all the bills in and remember thinking, should I ask if they want the coins too? But asking seemed like a bad idea and I was too scared to just stop, so I kept going, coins and all. I had shoveled in all of the rolls of quarters and dimes and some of the nickels when they grabbed the bag back and left. I found out after that the weight of the coins had ripped the bag and they left a trail of money in the parking lot. At the time, I was still too freaked out to appreciate the situation, but now I laugh whenever I think of the robbery. Jerks. I think I've seen a video like this before where they stole somebody's backpack or they had robbed a place and put a bunch of the bills in the backpack, but they didn't zip it up. They got on a motorcycle and drove off and all of the money was just pouring right out of the backpack and the people that got stolen from just went and picked it back up off the ground. I guess the robbers are just trying to be quick, not necessarily smart. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another awesome compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.